Good morning, Jack. Good morning. How are you? God bless you, brother. Just still, uh, I'm running a little late today. Driving, trying to get uh, into work. Get into the word of truth here pretty soon. Where are you from, Jack? Bless you, brother. I'm almost here. Park. All right, let's get into the word today. Um, today is the 19th. So, it's almost 19. Day after day. Fourth speech, night after night, knowledge. They have no speech, no words, no sound is heard from him. Um, no sound is heard from them. Yet their voice is out of all the earth. Their words to heavens and makes it circuit circuit to the other. Nothing is deprived in its warmth. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statues of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the, to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. They are more precious than gold than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb.
But them, your servant is warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. But who can discern their own errors? Forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sins. May they not rule over me. Then I will be blameless, innocent of great transgression. May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Lord, my rock and my redeemer. This is the word of the Lord. Be blessed. Psalms 19. It's a prayer that we should all pray. Lord, guard my heart. Give me your commandments upon my life. Good morning, everybody. Psalms 19 is powerful. Let me see here. We're a little late this morning, guys. Um, see what else we can read here. All right, I'm going to read Proverbs 19 now. The 19th day of the month. Proverbs 19 says, this is the word of the Lord. Better the poor whose walk is blameless than a fool whose lips are perverse. Desire without knowledge is not good. How much more will hasty feet miss the way? A person's own folly leads to their ruin. Yet their heart rages against the Lord. Wealth attracts many friends. But even the closest friends of the poor person deserts them. A false witness will, will not go unpunished. And whoever pours out lies will not go free many uh, many carry favor with a ruler and everyone is the friend of one who gives gift the poor are shunned by all their relatives how much more do their friends avoid them though the poor pursue them with pleading they are nowhere to be found the one who gets wisdom loves life. <clears throat> the one who cherishes understanding will soon prosper. A false witness will not go unpunished. And whoever pours out lies will perish. It is not fitting for a fool to live in luxury. How much worse for a slave to rule over princes. A person's wisdom yields patience. Man, if that isn't true, I don't know what is. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. A king's rage is like a roar of a lion, but his favor is like a dew on the grass. 15, I'm sorry, 13. A foolish child is a father's ruin. And a quarrelsome wife is like the constant dripping of a leaky roof. Houses and wealth are inherited from parents, but a prudent life, a prudent wife is from the Lord. Laziness brings on deep sleep, and the shiftless, the shiftless go hungry. 
Whoever keeps commandments keeps their life. It's very self-explanatory there. Um, Proverbs 19, 16 says, Whoever keeps commandments keeps their life. But whoever shows contempt for their ways will die. I mean, it's as simple as that. Keep God's commandments and you will live. You will have wisdom. You will have knowledge. But whoever shows contentment for their own ways, their ways will die. So if you try to do things yourself because you think you're, you think it's right, you're going to die. Apart from the Lord. Uh, where am I at? 17. Whoever, whoever is kind to the poor leads to the Lord. And he will reward them for what they have done. Discipline your children, for in that there is hope. Do not be a willing party to their death. A hot-tempered person must pay the penalty. Rescue them, and you will have to do it again. You will, will have to do it again. Listen to, listen to advice and accept discipline. And at the end of you will be counted among the wise. Many are the plans, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Woo, that's powerful right there. I'm gonna read that again. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but that's a huge but, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. So you can have as many plans as you want, but if you're walking with the Lord. The God's going to be the one that directs your paths. He's going to be the one that prevails in those plans. Not you, but we live in a society where we want everything our way instantly, right away, and it doesn't work that way. Not when you're following Christ. It's in His timing, in His timing alone. So that's why I always tell people, I'm like, don't stress, man. God has a plan and purpose in your situation right now. You just got to trust Him. Have faith. Trust that God's in control because He will prevail in the purpose, the Lord's purpose. That's uh, 21. And it goes on. What a, uh, what a person's desire is unfailing love. Better to be poor than a liar. That's true. The fear of the Lord leads to life. Then one rests content, untouched by trouble. A sluggard, a sluggard buries his hand in the dish. He will not even bring it back to his mouth. Flog a mocker. And the simple will learn prudence. Rebuke the discern, rebuke the discerning, and they will gain knowledge. 26. Whoever robs their father and drives out their mother is a child who brings shame and disgrace. Stop listening to instructions my son and you will stray from the words of knowledge what's instructions god's word the bible is is an instruction book on how we should live as christians in this fallen and wicked world so if you're not reading it daily every day all day <clears throat> at least i try to every all day i read my bible every day but all day i'm getting god's word pumped in my mind because i it's a renewing of your mind, you know. Um, a corrupt witness mocks at justice, and the mouth of the wicked gulps down evil. 
Uh, penalties are prepared for mockers and beatings for the backs of fools. Yep. This is the word of the Lord, man. So, that was Proverbs and um, Proverbs and Psalms 19 for the 19th day. Um, I have about 30 minutes, and then I gotta go. But there was a Bible verse I read. Um, I'm trying to think. It was Mark 7. Let's see something here real quick. Um, think about reading a, a parable today. Um, for you that are believers, I encourage you guys to make more time in prayer um, daily. Um, that's been on my heart. The Lord's been kind of like ministering to me about his being in prayer. Uh, prayer life is super important, man. I mean, if you look at Jesus' life when he came uh, on earth, he spent a lot of time praying. He would leave the disciples, be praying to his father. And uh, that's just an example we need to live by, man prayer our prayer life you know um i think i'm maybe i'm gonna read i think i'm gonna read um matthew 25 and it's the parable of the 10 virgins i think it's a really good um example of what it means to live for God and be prepared when he comes. So I'm going to start at 25.1. It says, At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. So, what does that mean? So, the lamps is the whole, I believe, is the Holy Spirit. Okay? They're filled with the Holy Spirit. It doesn't mean that you could take Holy Spirit and grab it and hold on to it and spare it, you know? It's just an example that not only are you, if you're saved, but you, you exercise your being saved through the Holy Spirit, through your fruits, you know, how you minister to other people, how people perceive you as a Christian. Are they looking at you or are they looking at Christ Jesus through you? So always being prepared. It's not like I live a good day and the next day I'm living in the world because that's not a Christian. A Christian is when you fail, you have this conviction and guilt that's just unbearable and you feel like you almost have to do something to make it right, but there's nothing you can do because Christ did it all on the cross. He did all everything we could possibly do, but the key is to confess your sin in front of God in prayer and say, Lord, forgive me. You know my heart. Help me get past it. So there's no hindrance between me and you, Father, you know, because it's being a Christian is relationship with Jesus Christ. 
and faith in Christ alone. Um, so it goes on. Where am I at? Okay, the wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long, was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, "Here's the bridegroom! Come out to meet him!" Then all the virgins woke up, trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, "Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out." No, they replied. They, excuse me, there may not be enough for both of us and you. Instead, go to who, those who sell oil and buy some for yourself. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Eleven. Later, the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly, I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know the day. Uh, you don't do not know the day or the hour. Meaning always be ready because you don't know when Jesus is coming back. And he's going to take his church back. Always be ready. That means always be diligent in his word. Always be in relationship with him. Because then you won't be caught off guard. Two greatest commandments. Love God. Love neighbor. So as the parable of the ten virgins. Powerful. There's another one. I think it's a Mark. What did it read? I'm trying to remember where it's at. But it's the leopards. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Welcome to the podcast. What is truth? Why well, I I, I explain to you, I give you the Christian worldview of what truth is. Jesus says, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through the Son, Jesus Christ." The Bible says that. Apart from God, you deserve hell and punishment because of your sins. But there's hope in Christ alone, in faith, in repentance. It comes back to if you don't believe it, you have to really ask yourself if it's true or not. If you die, do you know where you're going? Are you a good person? What is a good person? These are the questions I would ask myself daily. For those of you that don't believe. Um... Good morning, God bless you. Um, 
I want to do a series over the, the parable of the weeds and the mustard seed and all that. I want to do it during the weekend. I'm going to make like a thing of it in Matthew. So that would be really good. For a Bible verse. Actually, you know what? Let's um pick a number today. You guys want to pick a number one to a hundred? I think it's a hundred. Oh, actually one to forty. On it. Look at you. On it. I think you're playing. 24, huh? That's a good one. Alright, for the question of the day is. How or where did Cain get his wife? That's the question. How or where did Cain get his wife? It says, obviously, he married someone in Adam and Eve's lineage. lineage, Perhaps a sister or a niece. The three boys mentioned in Genesis 4, Cain, Abel, and Seth, were not only the children of Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve had other sons and daughters Genesis 5 4 some critics say that aha but didn't God forbid incest no not at not at that time it was only later during the days of Moses 1446 BC after the gen pool had undergone years of contamination by sin the Lord that the Lord forbade Forbade incest. See Leviticus 18.20. Ooh, that's some powerful stuff. Um, it says, now by Norman Geisler, says, In my experience, when critics raise their objections, they invaluably violate one of the 17th principles for interpreting the scripture. For example, assuming that the unexplained is unexplainable. Failing to understand the context of the passage, assuming a partial report and a false report, neglecting to interpret difficult passages in light of clear ones. Basing a teaching on an obscure passage, forgetting that the Bible uses non-technical, everyday language, failing to remember the Bible uses different literature devices. So, what is the key here? Assuming. Archaeologists say Nelson Gulich, Nelson Gulich, archaeology says um, it may be stated that Kagerly archaeologically discovered has ever uh, ever contravened biblical reference. Scores of archaeological findings have been made, which confirms in clear outlines of exact detail historical statement in the Bible, and by the same token. Proper evaluation of biblical description has often led to amazing discoveries. So saying that all this archaeological stuff that you hear in the Bible has been found in real life, and it's been an amazing discovery. This is by Nelson Gulchek, and he is a archaeologist, author, discovered that more than a thousand sites in the Middle East appeared over the cover of Time magazine in 1963, Rivers in the Desert in 1959. So this is a pretty um, respected guy. 
That is the um, question of the day. How or where did Cain get his wife? And the answer is from Adam and Eve's um, nieces and nephews or brothers and sisters. Back then it was different. And there's scriptures to back it up. If you guys want to write them down or look them up. Genesis 5.4. <clears throat> and uh, Leviticus 18.20. Also, Genesis 4. So let's actually go there real quick. Genesis 4. Genesis 4. Give me a minute. Genesis 4 says, Abel made love to his wife, Eve, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, with the help of the Lord, I had brought forth a man. Later, she gave birth to his mother, Abel. I'm sorry, his brother, Abel. Now, Abel kept flocks and Cain worked the soil. In the, in the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. So it goes on to explain where Cain and Abel came from. Came from the mother of Eve, what they did, how they worked. That's explaining Cain and Abel and Seth, too. Later on, Seth. Where's Seth at? Seth is the other brother. Where's he at? He's farther down. Yeah, so, and then we got... Uh, Genesis 5-4 says, after Seth was born, Genesis 5-4, after, after Seth was born, Adam lived 800 years and had other sons and daughters. Man, he lived 800 years. And then we got Leviticus 18-20, which says, hello, friend. 1820 says, Do not have sexual relations with your neighbor's wife and defile your, yourselves with her. So that's when God put the commandment not to, not to, um, uh, he forbade incest. In Leviticus 1820, do not have sexual relations with your Neighbor's wife and defile yourself with your with her. So neighbor, what does neighbor mean? Doesn't mean your next door neighbor from your house. Doesn't mean what neighbor means is everyone else. Neighbor is everybody. So that's including family. You know? So that means everyone else, you know. Two greatest commandments like I always talk about love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And love your neighbor, everyone else, as yourself. All right, so I'm going to do a, um, let me see here. I want to read something else. I'm trying to remember where it's at.
How you guys doing today? Thanks guys for coming in here and hearing God's word. Hope it encourages your life. All right. Okay, I'm going to read Isaiah 51. Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness and who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were cut and to the quarry from which you were hewn. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who gave you birth. When I called him, he was only one man, and I blessed him and made him many. The Lord will surely confront Zion and will look with compassion on all her ruins. He will make her deserts like Eden, her wastelands like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her. Thanksgiving and the sound of singing. Listen to me, my people. Hear me, my nation. Instructions will go out from me. My justice will, will become a light to the nations. My righteousness draws near speedily. My salvation is on the way. And my arm will bring justice to the nations. The islands will look to me and wait and hope for my arm. Lift up your eyes to the heavens. Look at the earth beneath. The heavens will vanish like smoke. The earth will wear out like garment. And its inhabitants die like flies. But my salvation will last forever. My righteousness will never fail. That's truth right there. When you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you have faith in Christ alone, it will never fail. A lot of times we're the ones that think it fails. But God's word says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And I believe that. And he hasn't. If you're truly saved, if you've truly been regenerated to life, the Bible says you were once dead in your transgressions. Now you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. You're actually alive. You're alive. And you have a desire to seek truth. You have a desire to seek God's word. You have a desire to love neighbor, love God. You know, God gives you that desire. Seven, hear me, you who know what is right. You people who have taken my instructions to heart. Do not fear the reproach of mere mortals. Meaning, fear, do not fear people coming after you and saying that you're wrong, saying that you deserve to die, because what are they? Mortals. God's immortal. Or So it's just talking about people coming after you and attacking you and tribulations. Don't fear them. Fear God. God's in control of all of it. Or be terrified by their insults. Because that's what's going to happen. They're going to insult you. Talk down to you. For the moth will eat them up like garment. Like a garment. The, warm, uh, the worm will devour them like wool. But my righteousness will last forever. There we go again. Talking about the righteousness that God gives us. My salvation through all generations. Um, okay, nine, awake, awake, arm of the Lord, clothe yourself with strength, awake as in the days gone by, as in generations of old, was it not you who cut Rahab to pieces, who pierced that monster through, was it not you who dried up the sea, the waters and the great deep, 
who made a road in the depths of the sea so that the redeemed might cross over. Those the Lord has rescued will return. They will enter Zion with singing everlasting joy, will crown their heads, gladness and joy will overtake them, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. I, even I, am he who confronts you. Who are you that you fear mere mortals, human beings who are but grass, that you forget that the Lord your maker who stretches out the heavens and who lays the foundations of the earth, that you live in constant terror every day because of the wrath of the oppressor, who is the oppressor, Satan. The covering um the covering prisoners will soon be set free. They will not die in their dungeons, nor will they lack bread. For I am the Lord your God, who stirs up the sea so that its waves roar. The Lord Almighty is his name. I have, I have put my words in your mouth and covered you with the shadow of my hand. I, who set the heavens in place, who laid the foundations of the earth, and who say to Zion, you are my people. Thanks be to God. Um, to see here real quick. That was um, Isaiah 51. Trying to see something real quick. Hold on, let's see. I don't know. Try. Anyways, all right, so. Psalms 51, 17, it's the cup of the Lord's wrath. And it goes on, it says, Awake, awake, rise up, Jerusalem. You who have drunk from the hand of the Lord, the cup of his wrath. You who have drained to its dredge. The gauntlet that makes people stagger. So was I talking about alcohol? I guess Jerusalem is, um, I have a lot of people that are drinking and living in sin among <clears throat> among all the children she bore there she bore there was none to guide her among all the children she rear reared reared there was none to take her by the hand these double calamities have some upon you who can confront you ruin and destruction famine and sword who can counsel you your children have fainted. They live at every street corner like antelope caught in a net. They are filled with the wrath of the Lord, with the rebuke of your God. Therefore, hear this, you afflicted, one made drunk, but not with wine. This is what your sovereign Lord says. Your God who defends his people, see, I have taken out taken out of your hand the cup 
that made you stagger. From the cup, from that cup, the the gauntlet of my wrath will you will never drink again. I will put it into the hands of your tormentors who said to you, fall, prostrate, fall, prostrate, that you may walk and walk on you, and you made your back like the ground, like a sweet, like a street to be walked on. So you were so drunk and staggering that you fell flat on your face, and people are walking on you because you're so so drunk and so unaware of what's going on around you. This is God speaking to Jerusalem about their sin. Tell them to wake up. Because the wrath of God is going to come. What's up, Bo, Boo Daddy? How you doing, man? God bless you, brother. Get into the word of God here today. The word of God. Um, let me see something here. Guidance. Let's see something here. What's up, Sean? Welcome, brother. Luke and John. I'm going to read John 1 1 to you guys. I don't know why. I feel like I should read it. If those of you as believers will know what it is, or unbelievers, John 1 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So, I love this because this is John just totally encapulating, 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 um, encapulating. Well, you know, I say that. But anyways, everything into one thing in the beginning was the word. So what's the word? The word is the Bible. God spoke in truth. And then it says the word is God. So God is the word. So when this, when we're reading this, this is spoken by God, written by man, inspired by the Holy Spirit, which is God, the triune God. <clears throat> Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So, this is why people that don't believe in Christ and don't have a relationship can't open this Bible up. Because what this Bible does, it, it, it exposes the darkness in your life. It, it brings conviction and guilt and 
when you're living in sin, you don't want that. You want to keep living in sin. You want to keep doing what you're doing. That's why this passage is so powerful because it exposes sin in your life. So if you're not reading and making time with the Lord in the morning, you might be living in sin. And you don't want it to be exposed because you like doing it. Why is that? Well, Romans 1. I mean, you guys hear me all the time talk about Romans 1. We suppress, suppress the truth by our own unrighteousness. We suppress it. It's like a, it's like a, a big ball that you're holding underwater. You hold it underwater, you wibble, wiggle around. But sooner or later, it's going to pop up. Because truth is truth, and it's plain, plain to sight. So, when you read the Bible, you're reading God's Word. It is God. It's Theonudas, which means Greek for God breathe. Word equals Jesus. Amen, brother. So, he goes on. He says, he, made, uh, he was made with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. So, everything comes from him. And the word is him. So this Bible explains everything. Um, in him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. I'm going to finish it off right here guys. Close it up. Um, light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness. There it is. And the darkness has not overcome it. This is why. When people come to the God's word as unbelievers, they can't, when they read it, they can't comprehend it. Because why? Because it brings conviction. It brings submission. Because when you're not living for Christ, you're living for self. And it's about what you want and how you want. And that's all that matters. So that's just John 1 1. I want to end it there. The God's word exposes the darkness in our life. I encourage you guys to read it and be in fellowship and be in prayer, man. You gotta be in prayer. And how are you gonna have a relationship with someone if you're not talking to them? This is why prayer is so important. And the, the Lord's kind of been revealing it to me lately. Is I need to be more in prayer. And I pray I'll, I'll throughout the all day, but I mean, like, really making time alone, just talking to them. And uh, it's it's awesome praying for people, you know. See how, how, Lord, I fall short, but you're so merciful in my life. Like, that's a blessing, man. And once you realize that, it's like, man, what can I do, Lord, to glorify your name? What can I do to get you recognized, you know, how good, how much your goodness is? Even though I was in sin, you still forgave me and died for me. You know, Romans 5, 8. Um, anyways, I gotta go, guys. But I'm gonna pray you guys out. Thanks for coming in here. If you guys want to follow me, you can. I, I come on here every morning. I read the word. Um, I touch on it. Yeah, praise God, brother. Praise God. Um, yeah, I read the word, and I just encourage you guys that um, don't be discouraged, man. Don't let people dictate who you are, okay, when Christ Jesus says who you are. Jesus loves you more than anything. I mean, he gave his son to die for you. And that's straight up truth right there. And the reason why some people can't believe it is because it's it's not real to them, but it's very real. You you wouldn't think someone would do that for you, but God did. And he did it as 100% man, 100% God on this earth. And that's amazing. 
So I'm just going to pray for you guys, and then I'm going to call the day. Um, Melina, you're always in here. God bless you, sister. I hope all things are well with you. Um, Jack, Redemption, YR Redemption, God bless you. Uh, Bo Daddy, thanks for coming in here, brother. I hope I was encouraging and get the word, spread truth. I just want to encourage you guys, too, today, if you come across someone, to um, to tell them about the Lord. It doesn't have to be, like, conviction. Just encourage them and what the purpose is. I won't let you follow for sure, but it's no big deal. But I'm on here in the mornings. I'll praise God. I'm just thankful the Lord's using me to, uh, to encourage you guys and read the word, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm on here in the mornings. I'm gonna start doing more stuff on the weekend. Um, like I'm gonna do like topics, like what stuff's going on in the world and align it with God's truth because it always comes back to the Bible and what the Bible says. Okay. It's not what I say. And I encourage you guys to, to study the word for yourself. Like these Bible verses I give you, write them down, man, write them down, put them in your notepad in your phone and look for them for yourself. Okay. I very encourage you guys to do that. Okay. Um, cause I'm just a human. I'm a sinner saved by grace through faith alone, Christ alone. Okay. Um, so let me just pray you guys out. Heavenly Father, I come before you, Lord Jesus. Nice. Thank you for, um, just another day, Lord, to glorify you. And I just thank you for giving me for my sins, Lord God, that I struggle with every day. I thank you for your grace and your mercy is so sufficient in my life and everyone's life here, Lord. Help us just to uh, see more of you, Lord, in your word. Help us to apply your scriptures to our life and how we should act and how we should be in this wicked and fallen world, Father. Help us to be that light and salt to everyone around us, our neighbors that you've called us to do, Lord, to love you, to love our neighbors as we love ourselves, because we love ourselves so much, Father. And I just thank you for everyone here, Lord God, that um, they just have an ear to hear your word. They have an ear to get closer to you and communion with you and, and in prayer, Father. I pray that you just do remarkable works in their life. I show, I, I pray that you give them um, the ability just to uh, to glorify you and their actions and and uh, the people around them to love them and know that you're in control of their life and that no matter what, Lord, that you love them more than anyone on this earth can ever love them. And I just thank you, Father, for giving me the ability to um, desire to read your word and apply it to my life and, and to do this podcast, Father, that uh, reaches out to people that are lost or are hungry for your word. And I just ask this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you guys. Thanks again, guys, for coming in here. Sorry I ran a little late today. But um, just encourage you guys, hey, if you got people around you, point to Christ, man. See my alarm's going off. Point to Christ. Point to Christ. There's a way, man. There's, I believe God's providence. He puts people in our path for a reason to see what you're going to do. Are you going to point to Christ or are you going to just not, not do it at all? You know? I mean, just telling people, hey, I just want to let you know, you know, Jesus loves you. That does an impact in their life, okay? Because they questions, does Jesus really love them? And they look into it, you know? Maybe uh, remember a Bible verse today. Remember a Bible verse that you could tell someone, hey, I want to encourage you with this. You know, I want to encourage you with this. Because remember, God's word will never returns void. So once you get it out, it makes an impact. It does its work by itself, okay? God bless you guys. Have a blessed day, man. I'll see you guys soon, okay? Eyes on Jesus. All glory to God.